Good morning, Flourishing Grace. I, I hope everybody's doing well. So when my daughter Sarah used to be a, a gymnast, before she did an event, she would get really nervous. And I, I told her that the difference between nervousness and excitement is really just a mindset. So I just want you to all know I'm, I'm super excited today. <laughs> um, so before we get started, let's pray. Father, we're so very grateful to be here today, and I just pray the, the prayer of John the Baptist, that I become less and you become more. And we just say these things in Jesus' name, amen. Last week, I, Josh did a, a really good job explaining Shabbat, um, which is the Jewish word for, for Sabbath. And the idea there really is just nothing more than kind of like punching out at the end of the day um, in, for a time clock. Work's done, it's all over. Uh, th but there are two other um, ideas of, of rest and refresh that um, the Jewish people have. The first one is called nuach, and the idea here is um, the idea of like, sitting around cuddling with your kids, um, maybe sitting in front of the fire with friends and, and talking and chatting and, and just spending some real quality time together. For me, uh, it, it's Sunday dinner with my kids and my, their spouses and my grandkids. Or, or my very favorite thing would be sitting on the couch with my grandkids watching a superhero movie because we all love superhero movies. So, um, so there's those kind of cool ideas. And the first, first example of this from the Bible comes from Exodus 23, 12. Six days you shall do your work. But on the seventh day, you shall rest, new walk. Your ox and your donkey may have rest, that this, the son, and the son of your servant, woman, and the alien may be refreshed, which is nafesh. Uh, so the context um, in Deuteronomy where this is, is uh, Israel is getting ready to go into the, the promised land, and so Moses is kind of giving them um, his last sermon. And it's, it's important because most of the people were not at Mount Sinai. They had been wandering for the desert, so anyone over 20 has, has already died. So it's just these people that were 20 and under, and then all the, the new people that weren't even at Mount Sinai. So he's kind of given them th this last sermon to remind them um, all the things that, that God had done for them. And one of the things that he, uh, God had, did was he, re he, he commanded the people to have a Sabbath rest. And he does this originally right before he's going to provide them with man manna. And the Hebrew word used in that story is Shabbaton, which means Sabbath rest. God was providing them bread from heaven, even after their complaints and their desires to, to return back to Egypt. Um, they had already crossed through the Red Sea. They'd already see, seen God's presence with them. But now all of a sudden, they're feeling a little hungry and a little ornery, and they want to go back to Egypt where they can have onions and leeks. And I'm not even sure what leeks are, so... Um, so God had commanded them to gather manna every day, or for five days, 
just enough for each person in their family. So uh, Israel being Israel, of course, they didn't all comply. So um, they didn't listen and demanded that they gathered extra. Uh, was rotten, turned rotten, and it smelled really bad and, and became full of, full of maggots. And isn't that kind of what happens in our lives without Christ? Um, we're dead, we're perishing, we're stinky, we're rotting, and we're just filled with all sorts of, of yuck. When I, when I teach the little kids about perishing, I, I, I tell them to, to think about that bag of lettuce that's in the back of your fridge that your parents forgot about, and when they finally pull it out, it's all brown and gooey and goopy and... It's just, it's just awful. Um, but that's, that's, that's really what our, our lives is. We're perishing without Christ. On the sixth day, um, they were to gather two portions. Um, and, and I believe this, is, it, this was God's way of getting them to begin to prepare for the Sabbath. Um, because God wants them to observe the Sabbath. It's an important day for them. So he has them get these, these, this double portion to prepare for the Sabbath. And it just made me think, like, shouldn't we have something that we're doing to prepare for the Sabbath? Shouldn't we have some sort of preparation as, as, as we get ready to observe the Sabbath each week? At Mount Sinai, when God gave the Ten Commandments, um, when, when Israel was, was there to get the, the, the Ten Commandments, um, God said to remember the Sabbath. Um, and, and they had just left Egypt. Um, they'd been working seven days a week, 365 days a year. And so they needed God's rest. But in Deuteronomy, he changes it from remember the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath. And I think there's a difference between remembering and observing. And so on June 4th every year, I remember my mom, and I remember it's her birthday. But my mom's no longer with me, and so I don't do anything special on that day other than to remember and reflect on you know, how important she was in my life. But, when I, but on March 22nd, when it's my wife's birthday, we observe it. We, we, do, we do things differently that day. We make it special. Um, we, I, I remind my kids, you know, that it's your mom's birthday. Call her and wish her happy birthday. Buy her a present. Um, we get together. We plan something special. We make dinner. Uh, we um, have a cake. We have a party. We give her gifts. We do something special for her, and, and, and why? Well, because we love her and we want to honor her. Um, if, if, if you came to my house at, at Christmas, you would go, wow, your Christmas decorations are amazing. And my wife does an amazing job, and, and I'm happy to sit and watch her do it all day. Um, so she makes uh, birthdays for my grandkids, amazing. So she 
decorates, she puts out signs, she blows up balloons. She even gets out the good plates for our, our grandkids' uh, birthday parties. Um, she makes me cookies for no other reason but because she knows I love cookies and she loves me. I mean, so on her birthday, we want her to remember how much we love her and how important she is to us. But shouldn't we treat the Sabbath the same way? Shouldn't we uh, take a day where we remember everything God has, has done for us? It, so uh, John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that's kind of really, to me, just the start of it. Like, um, it, we don't have enough time in the day to remember all the things God has done for us. Um, I mean, it, it just really is scratching the surface. But by observing the Sabbath, we can begin to celebrate all has God, God has done for us. So, I should have read verse 12, but I'm going to read it all now. Observe the Sabbath to keep it, and keep it holy, as the Lord God has commanded you. So, part of that commandment is is work. Um, God says, or part of that commandment is, is to keep it holy, to set it apart, um, to make it something different, to make it something special. It gives us an opportunity to have this special time of worship, a special, special time of fellowship together with fellow believers. Um, it, it, it was a day that God set apart that was meant to be a blessing for, for, for us. It was never meant to be a prison it was never meant to be the day that the Pharisees made it into. It was never meant to be a day full of restrictions and full of rules and, and just really a, a, a prison. It was meant to be a gift so we could nuwak and nefesh, rest and refresh, fellowship and worship. I just, I just love the idea of, of God giving us this day for us as a gift um, and really all he wants us to do is to observe it and to keep it holy, to, to make it a special day. I think at church we're really good at observing the Sabbath, observing those special holidays like Christmas and Easter. If you've ever done the, the Ash Wednesday service here, I mean, I leave in tears every year. It's, it's just really awesome. The decorations, the special readings, the special songs... We just do a really good job of it, I think, here at, at Flourishing Grace. And it gives us an opportunity for celebrating um, with our family, with our friends, with people who don't come and that we can invite. Um, it's, they, they just become real days of refreshment and, and resting. So as I, as I thought about this, I thought, you know, how do I observe the, uh, observe the Sabbath? I know that uh, last week Josh said he wasn't great at observing the Sabbath, and honestly, I, I would be right there in that camp with him. That, um, it's something I've, I've struggled with over time, but I do want to get better at it. Um, but what if we put preparation into our Sabbath? What, how would it look on Saturday, if we began looking forward to Sabbath. Um, I know, I mean, I'm not that far removed from having little kids and just being 
crazy on s- Sunday morning, trying to get them ready to go, get everybody in the car and sitting there, come on, we're going to be late, we're going to be late. But what, what would it look like if on Saturday I started praying for a calm Sunday morning? Started praying that the kids would be compliant and everything would go smoothly and everything, we'd get in the car and get to church on time. We could get there calm and relaxed. Do I spend time on Saturday thinking, who do I want to spend my Sabbath with? Do I think of the things that, what refreshes me? What should I eliminate so I can rest? My, li- my list would be very different from yours, and I-, and I think everybody's list is going to be different. I don't think God intends us all to Sabbath in the exact same way like the Pharisees wanted us. I think he gave us this, this day so we can find out what refreshes us, what gives us rest, and how we can Sabbath. As we, as we go on in, in these, these verses, it says in verse 13, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son, your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. So as I look at this verse, the first thing that kind of stands out to me is unfortunately part of this command is, is to work. Uh, for some of you, that's, that's awesome. You love your job. You can't wait to get to work, and uh, you have fun doing it the whole day. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't hate my job. Um, I, I feel very blessed working at the same place for the last 43 years. But I don't want it to be uh, part of my identity. And I really don't love what I do, but, it, you know, it, it provides me a, 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 an, an opportunity to, to, to live a, a life. Um, the first time... Um, in the garden, when Adam and Eve were first placed in the garden, work was intended. So God, has, on, the, on his Sabbath, on his resting, he places, uh, in Genesis 2, we, we see the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Unfortunately, one chapter later, we see the ground becomes cursed, um, that now it's full of th- Thorns that Adam's going to toil, that the that man now is, is is intended to be in this harder labor than he was before. To me, it seems like there's two aspects of work. There's the work associated with the curse, and then the work that's associated that we get from being in Christ. So in Ephesians two ten, uh, we're told. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which is prepared ahead of time for us to do. And I just love that verse. I love that idea that, that before I was even born, God had these good works for me to do, that he had prepared them, and they're for me. It's for my good. Um, God doesn't need me to do them, so he, 
they, they are for me. It's a gift. It's a gift for me to do. And so I think this benefit draws us closer to Christ. I think this is the work that was done in the garden. I think this is the kind of work we're going to enjoy in heaven. This is the kind of work that we get to participate on the Sabbath. Work associated with the curse is, is the kind of work we need Sabbath from. Work associated with the curse is what causes us to toil, to feel run down, causes us stress, just becomes this daily grind that you just want to get through that day. But then you got to go on to the next and go through it all again. <clears throat> work associated with uh, the work God has preordained for us causes us to be refreshed and invigorated and works hand in hand with Sabbath rest. So I'm, I had been kind of taking a small break from children's ministry and on Mother's Day, I got to serve up there. And I'll tell you, when I got done up there that day, like I was so pumped up and so invigorated and so refreshed. I mean, it was awesome. Like, so that kind of work is, is awesome. If, if you come to the, the 915 service and come through the back door, every other week you're going to see my face. And I love that. I love greeting people. It's, it's one of my most fun things to do. And it, it really does invigorate me, and it really refreshes me. And I, it's something I look forward to doing each, each time I, I get to do that. Um, I've been building on the shuttle, and it's more fun than I thought it would be. Um, all of Israel uh, was to Sabbath. And I think God tells, as he's giving this command, that the servants the sons, the daughters, the animals, the foreigners were all the Sabbath. I think this is because God intended Sabbath to be enjoyed with friends and family and, and those around us. I think it's meant to be done in community, and I think this is a, a perfect place for that. I'm really blessed to be, have a community like this one. It's a time to come to, together and to remember. And Israel was, was to remember all that God had done for them. He had brought them out of Egypt, where they had been slaves, and they were about ready to enter the promised land. Sabbath for, from work is meant to be a shared time, a time for all to have rest, and a time for all to be refreshed. Uh, if, a few years ago, uh, we got to go to me and my wife got to go to Disneyland with J Jake and Bree. Now, I have to be honest, I'm not somebody who loves to go on vacation. I don't love to travel. And so, kind of the, the days leading up to that, I'm kind of getting like, I know we need to go do this. But when we, but when we got there, I mean, it, it, it started as we're going to the airport. They knew where to go in the airport. They knew how to get to the rental car agency. They knew how to get to the hotel. But when we got to Disneyland, and they go quite a bit, like, I didn't have to think for two days. Like, they knew exactly where to go, what to do next, what to do next, what to do next. It was, it was the most fun vacation I've ever had. I mean, it was, it was I left that feeling refreshed and, and rested. It was, it was awesome. And God kind of gives, God gives us that. Um, 
with, with the Sabbath. He, has, he, he can plan it all out for us as, as we prepare and pray. So I, I, I thought about what, causes, what, what work causes us this, this need for a Sabbath. But as I, I have this Sabbath, what work will, will uh, give me rest and refreshment? And who do I want to sh- share my Sabbath with? So in, in Deuteronomy 15, it says, You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So Israel had been slaves for 430 years in, in Egypt. They were working seven days a week. 365 days a year, there was no rest for them. Um, They were treated poorly. But God brings Israel out of this experience, um, and he shows shows them his his mighty hand. He brings the plagues on Egypt. They get to experience the crossing of the Red Sea. He gives them manna. They see God's presence at Mount Sinai. They see God filling the tabernacle. He provides water in the midst of a desert. The Sabbath was a weekly reminder of God's mighty hand to save them. So God understands our propensity to to forget. So when my wife Lisa sends me to the grocery store, she'll give me a list of of three things to, to go get. And I bring home four things, but forget two of the things she told me to bring. <laughs> we all need reminders. We all need these re- weekly reminders. Now, Jason, one of our lead shepherds, he loves to, to, to remind me that in Old Testament stories, we're Israel. We aren't the hero in the story. And a good example of this is in David and Goliath. When David goes out to slay Goliath, we are not David. We aren't the one that's slaying the giant. We're Israel, who's behind the lines, cowering, saying, who's going to save us? And then when the person comes forward who's going to save us, we kind of complain and go, oh, that, that's the best we got? And so we're just like Israel. We need these, these reminders and, because we do forget things. And we were also slaves, just like Israel was slaves. Um, Romans 6.20 tells us we were slaves to sin. Uh, and we needed it delivered from death into life. We too are hungry for the, the bread of heaven. John 32 tells us, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven, but my Father God gives you the true bread from heaven. We needed rescued and freed. Colossians 1.13 tells us, He has rescued, rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. Galatians 5.1 tells us, For freedom Christ set us free. Stand firm then and don't submit to the yoke of slavery. 
God's always been great at giving reminders to his people. He gave us the rainbow after the flood. Now, that rainbow wasn't for God. Like, he didn't forget that, oh yeah, I, I, I remembered I, I wasn't supposed to flood the earth again. He gave it to us, so we remember God's not going to flood the earth again. He gave Israel circumcision. He gave them festivals. He gave them the week, weekly reminder of Sabbath. And we're not without our reminders either. And, and, and I think ours can even be more powerful because we're, we do have the Holy Spirit. Um, he gave us our festivals like Christmas and Easter. He gave us baptism. But he gave us the weekly reminder of the Sabbath. And I think it's something that we should take advantage of. The Sabbath can be a weekly reminder that we were slaves to sin but have been freed by the mighty hand of God through Christ. Um, I love to go through old pictures, and especially with my, my grandkids, to sit on the couch and go through these old pictures. Now, it's not because I forgot who the people in the pictures are or what we were doing when we did the pictures, but it's an awesome time to sit back and remember those people I love or love that have gone on before me and the things we used to do together. And so... God does that same thing with us with the Sabbath. It gives us this opportunity to remember him, to remember those people that we fellowship with, and to remember those people we love, and to remember those activities that God is, is part of in our life. So as I thought about this, I thought, how can I use the Sabbath to remind myself God has freed me as a slave from sin? And what are those things in my life that continues to enslave me uh, and keeps me from Sabbath? And will I trust God to free me so I can rest and refresh and enjoy his Sabbath rest uh, every week? So as we kind of come to the close of this, um, I do want to remind us that we do have one more uh, awesome reminder of, of Christ, and that's, that's communion. So um, at this time, let me uh, stop and pray for our, our communion, um, and, and then we'll go from there. Father God, we're just so grateful that we can uh, be here this morning and be here uh, to Sabbath, to rest, to be refreshed. Um, we're so grateful for those reminders that you put in our lives that we can uh, see your mighty hand, um, how it saves us, how it frees us, um, how it makes us uh, remember and draws us nearer to you. We're just grateful for that. We're grateful for your love. And we just say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>